Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, how are we all doing? It's a fine Monday afternoon. It's nice, sunny weather, but it is cold. So remember to wear coats and all that. Let's get right into this episode. I know it's almost two months since the last episode came out in my podcast, The Newcastle United Takeover. Today, I will be my topic is going to be about the reactionary nature of the Premier League in terms of managerial sackings. The reason I say this is because in November, there has been six managers sacked already. Six managers have been sacked And it's not even 2022 yet, which is absolutely remarkable. It's so remarkable, actually. Very remarkable, in fact. And it goes to show managers are not given patience. Managers are not given patience in football anymore. You're not given patience. You know, if you get into a bad run, like fans expect you to get results immediately. They, they want you to get results. That's literally how it is. That's literally how it is in football. They want you to get results. If you're a Manchester United, you want to be challenging for for the Premier League. If you're a Chelsea, you probably expect to win the league after performances. You know, you'd expect to win the league after very good performances this season. If you're Tottenham, you could be looking at Europa League again or maybe getting Champions League at a push. If you're a Watford, you want to survive relegation. That's literally how it is in football. That's literally how it is in football, man. That is literally how it is in football. Honestly speaking. But here's the thing. Managers are not given time anymore. They aren't given time anymore. They're not given the time to actually rubber stamp their authority on teams. That's literally how it is. They're not given the authority to rubber stamp on these teams. That's literally what it is. Literally what it is. They're not, they, they could be only given one window to rectify the many problems at their football club. Some might survive two transfer windows, three transfer windows, four transfer windows. Some might survive years. At a football club. Like the great Sir Alex Ferguson. But. Things weren't. All that brilliant. When Fergie. Got the Man United job. Man United was actually in a relegation zone. In the old first division. Surprisingly. Which is quite surprisingly. back Because back then. Man United fell on hard times in the 80s. Well. Man United was coming back in the 80s. Man United fell on hard times in the 70s. Only true old football fans 
would actually tell you about those hard times about those hard times because they've seen what it's like and more so the premier league has been is competitive as it is now but traditionally the premier league was just a big four it was just a big four when i was growing up the premier league was a big four arsenal chelsea liverpool man united then tottenham got the champions league and man city Started improving after they got taken over. So they was on the come up as well. They was on the come up. But here's the thing. The Premier League now, you're seeing teams like West Ham doing good in the league. You're seeing surprises like Wolves. You're seeing surprises like Crystal Palace as well. To say the least. This is good for the Premier League because you never know what to expect in football. You never know what to expect in football. But here's the thing, guys. Here is the thing. The fans demand you get results. You don't get the results. You're out. You're out of a job. And to be honest, it doesn't even matter how long a manager has on his contract. It doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, if you don't get the results or if you lose the dressing room or if you don't have the support of the owners, you're done. You're done. I mean, sure, you'll be rich in terms of your conversation, but you'll have to look for a a new job. That's literally how it is now in football. That's literally how it is now. It doesn't matter what league you're in. It doesn't matter what league you're in. Managers... The reactionary nature of fans toward managers has probably reached peak levels. With social media, with social media, it's definitely more vocal. You know, with, with Facebook, fans interacted on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. TikTok, you name it. You know? Under extreme pressure. Managers are under extreme pressure now. Some managers have Instagram as well. And all these social media. If they're not performing well, fans are literally going to target them. They're going to get bombarded with abuse. It's crazy. It's crazy what this has come to. But they get it. They're so passionate about football. They want to see their team do well. Everybody wants to see their team do well. I support Arsenal. Arsenal was 4-0 to Liverpool the other day. But I still back the team. Because I'm Arsenal through and through. That's literally what it is. Even when I said I would would take a break from them. I still come back to them. Because I just know nothing else about that team. I grew up supporting Arsenal. It's literally how it is, man. I'm named not like Arteta, but Arteta is here to stay. And I understand he got he got the team on a 10-game unbeaten run. I mean, sure, it was against teams Arsenal were expected to win against. But you're expected. But you got to beat what's in front of you. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing, guys. But hear me out. 
Hear me out. Hear me out, though. Hear me out, though. During the olden days of the Premier League, managers wasn't really sacked, if you ask me. They wasn't really sacked, if you ask me. You know? One really sacked. We could go back to 20... Let's start from 2016, 2017, and just see how many managers got the sack that season. Only six managers got the sack that season. No top six club sacked their manager that season. But as we all know, many Arsenal fans were very vocal against Arsene Wenger. It was Wenger in, Wenger out back then. You had to pick a side. You had to pick whether you were Wenger in, whether you were Wenger out. And you know what? I'm not even going to lie to you. I was Wenger in at a time. I was Wenger in. But then I looked at it and I saw performances were dwindling. Goals were being conceded all over the gaff. I turned to Wenger out because I knew Wenger, he reached his prime in the early 2000s. And then from here on out, it was just, I mean, sure, he got the team top four. Boy, how I would take Arsenal to be back in the top four now after the calamitous era post-Wenger, that is. But here's the thing. Going back onto the 2016-17 Premier League season, six managers were sacked and Swansea were responsible for a third of those managerial seconds. Francesco Guidolin was sacked, was the first manager to go on October, 3rd of October, 2016. They appointed Rob Bradley that same day with the team line 17th, directly above the relegation zone. Alan Pardew was the next to go three days before Christmas, again with the team sitting, with Crystal Palace sitting 17th in the Premier League. Sam Allardyce was appointed a day later. Swansea sacked Bob Bradley two days after Christmas with the team languishing in the relegation zone, 19th. Clement was appointed. Hull City parted ways with Mike Phelan after they were 20th in the Premier League. Marco Silva come in and he tried to save Hull, but he couldn't do it. Leicester sacked Ranieri after the team was hovering perilously close above the relegation zone in 17th. Although Leicester was doing very well in Champions League, to be fair. Craig Shakespeare came in as the new permanent manager. And Middlesbrough sat Ikor Karanka with the team in 19th on the, on the way towards getting relegated. Six managerial seconds that year. Also, in the 17-18 Premier League season, there was a lot of managerial changes. Ten of them, in fact. Managerial changes. Ten changes in terms of management. West Bromwich Albion were responsible for a fifth of those managerial changes. Crystal Palace sacked Frank De Boer after four games. And I know it was calamitous. Zero goals, zero points for the first four games. Roy Hogson came in. And saved Crystal Palace. Leicester sacked Craig Shakespeare a month later with the team in 18th. Everton sacked Crewman again with the team in 18th. West Ham sacked 
Bilic again with the team in 18th. Puel, Allardyce and David Moyes came in as their replacements. West Brom sacked Pulis with the team sitting 17th. Pardew came in. Swansea sacked Cle Clement with the team lying bottom of the Premier League. Carver Howell came in as a replacement. Stoke sacked Mark Hughes with the team in 18th. Watford sacked Marco Silva controversially and got in Javi Garcia despite the team lying 10th at the time. Southampton sacked Pellegrino with the team 17th in danger of being relegated. And West Brom sacked Alan Pardew left by a mutual consent with the team 20th on the way towards relegation. So in total, there was 10 managerial changes that year. 10 of them managerial changes. In 1819, what do we have here? Six managerial changes. A third of those changes were made by Fulham. Fulham sacks Jon Kanovic with the team bottom of the Premier League. Southampton sacked Mark Hughes with the team lying eighth, teeth in the Premier League. Man United sacked Jose Mourinho after a defeat to Liverpool. Their biggest rivals with the team lying sixth and many points away from the top four. Ollier came in as interim and then got the job. Wagner left via mutual consent with the team, struggling and dipped towards relegation that year. Leicester sacked Puel with the team in 12th. Fulham sacked Ranieri with the team 19th. Six managerial changes that year. 1920. 1920 saw 10 managerial changes, of which three sackings were done by Watford. Actually, no, I mean, seven managerial sackings were made in the season, three of which were done by Watford. Javi Garcia was sacked with the team 20th of the Premier League. Pochettino was sacked six months after guiding Tottenham to a Champions League final without spending on the player for one and a half years. The last player being signed was Lucas Moura with the team lying 14th and Jose Mourinho being appointed the very next day. Unai Emery was sacked with the team lying 8th in the Premier League and Arteta came in nearly a month later. And I was very vocal with Emery, with Emery out. I was very vocal with Emery out. I'm not going to lie. I actually wish Emery had more time, but to be honest, Emery had to go because he was some ma making some mad tactical decisions which baffled me. Lucas Torreira as an attacking midfielder when he's meant to be a defensive midfielder. Watford, Kike Sanchez Flores was sacked two days with the team line 20th and struggling, still struggling in the Premier League. Marco Silva sacked after a Merseyside derby defeat to Liverpool where they were brutally humiliated. The team was lying 18th. West Ham sacked Pellegrini 
with when they were 17th in the Premier League. Watford sacked Nigel Pearson despite the team being 17th and despite him doing what he can to take Watford close to survival. But they ended up getting relegated and Villa stayed up with four points from their last two games. 2020-21 season was a very odd season, COVID season and all, but there was four managerial changes. Two of them were made by the big six. Bilic was sacked as West Brom manager in 2020 with the team 19th in the Premier League. Chelsea sacked Frank Lampard with the team, leaving the team in ninth. And Thomas Tuchel came in a day later. And we already know how Chelsea are reaping the rewards of Thomas Tuchel. Champions League winners, Super Cup winners, Club World Cup elect winners, Premier League winners, potentially. FA Cups winner, potentially. League Cup winner, potentially. Reaping the awards. Chelsea, many Chelsea fans, many Chelsea fans were split when Frank Lampard was sacked. Many Chelsea fans were even surprised when Frank Lampard was sacked. Half the fan base didn't want Lampard to go. Half the fan base wanted Lampard to go. Half the fan base wanted to give Frank, Frank more time to do what he can with that Chelsea team. But the writing was on the wall, especially with the German players that he signed. Antonio Rudiger wasn't levels. And he was on the verge. He was actually on the verge of leaving Chelsea. He was on the verge of leaving Chelsea. He was meant to be loaned out. He was meant to be loaned out, but Thomas Tuchel said, no, stay at Chelsea. I can make you a better player again. Kai Havertz was struggling. Havertz was struggling. Timo Werner, he showed promise. But again, he was struggling. Werner was struggling as well. But look, look at Chelsea now. Look at Chelsea now. Wilder was sacked with Sheffield United heading towards relegation. Tottenham was... Mourinho was sacked with the team line seventh. And Mason came in as interim. Six days before the Carabao Cup final. Who knows if Jose stayed in the job. Maybe he would have beaten Pep in that final. And actually gifted Tottenham a trophy. 13 years of trying. 13 years of hurt. Jose could have been that guy. But he was sacked for the Super League. Madness. And now we've seen six managers being sacked for the Premier League. I just want to know. I'm just going to have a look at other leagues. Got to have a look at other leagues to see how many managers have been sacked. How many managers have been sacked as well. And to be honest, in the league one, no manager has been sacked. No manager has been sacked since the season started. No manager has been sacked. But I know probably a few are probably under pressure. I'm looking at Lille. That could be an under-pressure job. Lyon, Monaco, Bordeaux, Saint-Étienne. Teams that should be, that are underachieving right now. 
Bundesliga. Only one managerial sacking. Mark Van Bommel sacked. With the team lying eighth. La Liga has seen four managerial sackings. Of, of which Barcelona's sacking was high profile. Krumen being sacked. Xavi being announced as a replacement. Barcelona were ninth at the time Krumen was sacked. Levante and Getafe and Elche were, uh, were all in the relegation zone when they sacked their managers. And in the Syria A, in the Syria A, Hellas Verona sacked their manager, Espubio Di Francesco and Calegri. Both sacked their managers on the same day with their teams lying 19th and 17th, respectively, in the table. Salarendnitia sacked their manager with the team lying bottom of the entire Serie A. And Genoa sacked their manager with their team lying 17th. Shevchenko is the new manager there. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. Here is the thing. The reactionary nature of the Premier League. We are seeing it. And in in some other leagues, we are definitely seeing it. But the Premier League especially is the most competitive league. Fans of Premier League teams are very vocal. They're very vocal. Very vocal, in fact. When it comes... To in when it comes in Premier League football, they're very vocal. In fact, six managerial seconds. It's not even December yet, and I believe half, half, basically half, half managers that have started in the started in the Premier League before the Premier League kicked off will get sacked. That is my prediction this season. Half the managers that have started in the Premier League, are going to end up sacked one way or another. Zisco was the first manager to go. Quite surprising. The team was 14th at the time of his sacking. But the football, but the football and the tactics were very negative. Zisco's last game was a 1-0 defeat to Leeds where they were totally outclassed. Even Newcastle outclassed them at Vicarage Road. Not to mention that they lost 3-1 in the, in the Carabao Cup to Stoke. Newcastle sacked Steve Bruce. We all knew it was coming under the PF, under the new regime, Amanda and all. Tottenham sacked Nuno after a poor showing in football matches. Poor tactics, poor substitute decisions. Despite the team lying eighth, Tottenham sacked Nuno after he lost five games in the Premier League and lost 3-0 to an out-of-form Manchester United. We're going to get onto Manchester United in a bit. Norwich sacked Daniel Fark when they were 20th. Despite winning his last game in the Premier League against Brentford, I think the writing was on the wall for Fark when, it, when they lost 7-0 to Chelsea. 
Aston Villa sacked Dean Smith after a five-game losing run which left the team 15th in the Premier League. Newcastle, Graham Jones. It was the end of his caretaker spell and Eddie Howe took over at the club. Man United. Headline. Headline sacking. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer sacked. And I've heard his interview. He was such a nice man. A nice man, in fact. Touching. Christiansen, his old club Christiansen, gave him a tribute. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he did what he could for Manchester United. He did what he could for Manchester United. He got sixth. He got third. He got second. The added expectation at Man United this season. Expected to challenge for the league. Expected to win a trophy. Ole couldn't deliver on that. And the Glazers thought he couldn't deliver on that. United only picked up four points from their pre from a possible 21 in the league. Relegation form right now. A far cry from 13 points from five games. It was downhill for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Man United fans say he should have been sacked earlier so they could get Antonio Conte and weep the rewards. They're linked with Pochettino right now. Zidane, likely not coming. Ten Hag, second choice. Pochettino is the main choice right now. And I have to address it. Pochettino is the main choice right now. It's absolutely crazy, to say the least. But the added expectations of fans to meet the targets, to meet, for their teams to meet the targets, the added expectations. And it's not just results. It's not just results. It's not results. It's the hot. There's many reasons why managers can get sacked. Many reasons. Falling out with the owners. Results on the field. And losing the dressing room. That's literally how managers get sacked. And it's unfortunate that all these managers got sacked. But I do see to it that maybe there is a greater good. There could be. There could be. A light at the end of the tunnel. There could be. Anyways, guys, this is the end of episode three. I hope you have enjoyed that. And yeah. See you again for episode four.